Wings up, angels. It's time to fly. This is your go-to place for all things spirituality, wellness, and a whole lot of fun. I'm your host, Alicia Jane Kuhn, and each week I will be interviewing an amazing earth angel who will be sharing their top tips and advice, as well as leading us through a guided meditation or a healing process. Each week, we will also be giving away an incredible prize. So make sure you are following at Wings Up Angels on Instagram for your chance to win. My wish is for this podcast to awaken and inspire you to live your life's purpose and make a positive impact in the world. Remember, we all rise together. So Wings Up Angels, it's time to fly. Hey, a big, huge welcome to the beautiful Jessica Thompson. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Alicia. So lovely to talk to you. Yes, thank you for being here, my beautiful friend who I've known for many years now. Yes. Um, yes. We are going to get straight into our first question, which is, what is the craziest or funniest thing you have done in the name of personal or spiritual development? Okay. So I thought on this one for a few minutes, but I think to some people who are into Ayurveda, this won't sound so strange, but to most people, it'll sound pretty weird. Um, I think it's probably inspecting the coating on my tongue and actually scraping it off with a copper tongue scraper in the morning while I, while I was studying and putting that tongue scraping in a jar sealing the jar and leaving it for a couple of hours and then the doctor our lecturer had told us to open the jar and this is pretty disgusting to smell (laughs) to smell our tongue gunk because in Ayurveda this coating on your tongue reflects the armor the toxins that are present in your body and yeah he said you'll get an idea of how awful (laughs) some of that uh, accumulation might be if you if you take it off your tongue first thing in the morning has to be done first thing in the morning because it accumulates overnight when your body's naturally detoxifying. So probably that. And second to that also quite disgusting is (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious is inspecting my own poo probably (laughs) since I I started down the Ayurveda path um, because your digestion is given such weight in Ayurveda and it's pretty much seen as being like the, cornerstone or one of the cornerstones of health and well-being so by looking at your waist particularly your poo (laughs) and its quality and consistency and color um, even like you know how regularly you have a bowel movement all of those things what time of day it comes or doesn't come uh, it gives you lots and lots of clues and indications as to imbalances in your system and the doshic um, like the the elemental things that might be off or that need correcting from a day-to-day viewpoint and I I don't only inspect my own poo I also inspect my kids poo (laughs) (laughs) obviously not my husband's he doesn't allow it but (laughs) my kids I'm like oh give me a look I want to see what's going on how do you react to this food (laughs) no it's pretty disgusting but it's actually fascinating it's really like most of us I think particularly in the West, we we go to the toilet and we just don't, we just like flush and we don't, you know, like out of sight, out of mind. But yeah. yes, there's an awful lot to be learned from your poo. 
Well, thank you for sharing that. Hopefully people are going to keep listening now (laughs) after that pretty foul introduction. Beautiful introduction. Thank you. Um, Let's move on to question number two. When you were in a funk or having the worst day, what What do I do? So I, I really tried hard to narrow this down to one thing, but in the end, I think it's a combination of things for me. And I think it's solitude. If I can get some space just to myself and ideally be able to be somewhere that I find really peaceful and restorative. That could even just be my own home alone or a room of my own home alone now that I have children Um, or nature, you know, a walk in the park, a walk on the beach. Um, So solitude, but also for many years, baths, I think, a bath soaking in that water from returning to that womb state where you're just held by the warmth of the water, definitely with essential oil. That's always been my go-to since I was, you know, 15 or so. Yes. I remember being on tour with you through South America and everywhere we went, it's like, is there a bath? I need a bath. Oh, it's true. (laughs) I'm actually the bath queen. I'm quite obsessed with them. And you know what? You're going to back me up on these last this last one or two as well a good cry always like sometimes you just need that release and a massage which kind of goes with the bath thing and I know you'll remember every single city we visited on tour in South America I was like oh, is there a spa here where can I get a massage yes so yeah oh, those things they're like my they're my go-to toolkit I think yeah favorites that sounds lovely <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three, the book that changed your life. Okay. Um, again, I've got two. <laughs> so one of them, The Inner Athlete by Dan Millman. Um, it was written quite some time ago now, like maybe 25 years ago, maybe longer. Um, my mum gave me this book when I was, I think I was about 14, 13 or 14, and I was studying ballet at the time. And um, But it's not about ballet. It's really about integrating your mind body and emotions and aligning them with nature and that was kind of my first formal glimpse in terms of a book into what um, life could be about if that's your focus to experience that state of flow through whatever you choose to devote your time to and for me at that time I applied it to ballet and to dancing but it's really the reason I mention it and say it really affected me is because it was kind of the it was like the turning point for me when I think I didn't realize it, but I really consciously started down this path of wanting to know myself and to understand how to live in a balanced way. And the other book, which I read much, much more recently after, I think after my son was born, so maybe four years ago, is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I just found that completely mind-blowing I think it was just partly where I was at at that time and expanding at such a rate having become a mother and I'd lost um, the formal identity I held as a dancer but I was moving into this new space of discovery and that book oh my goodness if, if it's the right time to read it it'll blow your mind I think it's it's so beautiful and eloquent he puts such complex ideas and things that are very difficult to put into words into words so well I found anyway. Yeah, so those two. I agree. Yes, have I you read it? Every yes, I think everyone should have a new Earth on their bookshelf for when mm. they're ready. Yeah, yeah. Especially and, now at this time in history, especially after the pandemic thing has broken, it's particularly relevant. Yes. I think for a lot of us. Yeah. 
Yes. And I love that the other book that you read was at 14, the age of 14. Yeah. Yeah. I still have the book. It's so funny. It's weird, isn't it? The way that books can just come into your life and you, yeah, they really, really affect and change your perspective. Yeah. Yes, which is why it's a question because I find books so powerful and they've been such mm. a big part of my journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I think for the next question, I think you may have touched on some of these, but what is your favourite soul-nourishing activity? Oh, okay. Um, yes, I mean, all of the things I mentioned before, if I'm in a yeah. funk, but also I have to say yoga yoga always after yoga I always feel soul nourished for sure um you're gonna laugh at this one but watching my children sleep just brings me back to I don't know yeah the core of what's true and important and precious and it's not even about them it's just that um some of it's about them and them being my children but it's like they give a window any child gives small child especially when we're in their presence you can feel that innocence and that um the source that we come from so I do sometimes it's a little creepy I guess but I sometimes just go in and sort of stare at them Um, especially if I need it if I need that reconnection uh and ocean swims definitely ocean swims yes great big feminine preferably not crashing ocean I'd prefer a still tranquil ocean but the ocean anytime (sighs) Yes, beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's I love that the um, the yoga and the ocean. I know well, and I've heard a few people say as well. But the yeah, um, yeah, the, the child ocean. gazing, <laughs> child gazing is a new one. But so oh, totally, beautiful. and you could do it actually. You could. Um, I guess you'd have to be careful about doing it if you were out, like at a cafe. But you could, you know, like children are so beautiful and sometimes they even come up and talk to strangers, you know, and want to say hello or give you a flower they've picked. Or, and, yeah, yes. it's just an Can opportunity. Can I just uh, stare at your child while um, your yeah. child is sleeping? Thank you. Better practice with your own children probably or the child of a good friend. Yes. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. All You're right, welcome. number five, what is uh, the most powerful quote of all time? Oh, I think this one was very difficult for me to answer. I think know thyself. Mm. Um, And I actually don't know who said it. I feel like it might have been Buddha. I've seen it written and I have, I know that there is, it is quotable. It is, um, you know, connected to someone who actually said this. I wrote it in a journal when I was very young. I don't know, 13 maybe, and I still, when I read it or when I think it, it still brings me back to kind of the most, to me, the most holy intention that we could have in life is to truly know who we are and to remember that we are part of everything that is. So, And it's so concise and so simple, but it's such a life journey or maybe many lifetimes journey to truly know thyself. yeah I think it'll have to be that that's beautiful (laughs) I like that one know thyself know thyself beautiful Mm -hmm. okay number six what is the most effective complementary therapy you have tried (laughs) well it's not going to be a very exciting surprise but Ayurveda I would say um yeah I think I you know I I haven't actually dappled really extensively in lots of more bizarre complementary therapies 
I've always, you know, and loved and enjoyed massage. And um, when I was pregnant, I had a little bit of Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine and um, yeah, moxibustion and stuff like that. But I think Ayurveda just because for me, it makes total sense and it brings every aspect of who I am, but also of the world into play. And it, it explains how you fit into this huge and complex universal system with such beauty and poetry. And also it makes so much sense to me anyway. Um, yeah. Ayurveda. And I think my experiences also with Ayurveda have been really positive. Even the most simple applications have given me immediately obvious results where I feel more connected to being well. And I feel like I can access wellness better. Um, yeah, and even yeah. more formal treatments I've had um, through Ayurveda, like Shiradhara, which is oh, not Shiradhara, sorry, um, Abhayanga massage, which is basically a full body massage that has um, specific strokes that are followed that are very rhythmic and it's designed to flush your lymph system and balance your energies. The first time I had one of these massages, it kind of felt like she was just rubbing a lot on my soles of my feet and at my joint sites. And um, I now understand that this is because she thought probably I had way too much vata in my system, air and space. But she, yeah, the therapist did a lot of this rubbing with lots and lots of warm oil. And I was kind of lying there thinking, like, okay, this is not really like a massage like I've had before. And I had had a lot of massages. <laughs> um, but then when she finished and I got up off the massage table, I spoke to her, you know, like she said, how do you feel? And my voice was so low. It was like it had dropped. It felt like octaves. Like, So I thought, wow, she has really shifted. She has rearranged my energy massively and I didn't even realise. Is, that the, one that I, is that the one that I had? Yeah, yeah, I gave you one of those, oh yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah. I feel the same because the same. I've had a lot of massages before. Yeah. But the, and also the that warmth of the oil, like the healing oil. And then it is really um, different strokes than I've mm-hmm. had before. And yeah. like the head massage, oh, my God. It's oh, I know. <laughs> yes, divine, yeah. right? It is. It's that feeling afterwards where you know, wow, something really major mm. has shifted. And, yeah, I felt so grounded but also yeah. so, like, light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the magic. It relaxes you, but it also energizes you and detoxifies you all at once in this one package. Yeah. Which and you feel very held and cared for because of that warmth of the oil. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quite magical. I find it quite a magical treatment. Yes. So Ayurveda, in short. Yes. <laughs> okay. Amazing. It was a long answer. Sorry, that was way over one minute. That's okay. <laughs> Number seven, what is your daily must-do to keep sane thing? Yes, I thought on this one a lot too because over the years I've had a few different routines. Um, You know, when I was dancing and I didn't have children and it was quite a different routine that I had. But these days I think my must-dos and the things that I try and do every day are breathing consciously at least once a day and at the moment it's usually before I go to bed. I just sit and just breathe I do a range of things sometimes I do a a proper pranayama um, like a formal type of breathing technique 
um, that are not complicated, but sometimes I just sit and literally just focus on my breath and come home to myself. Um, and I find that that is really, really valuable, even though it's simple and you think, oh, I won't worry about it. I'll just go to sleep. Some, but it really has such a profound effect, I find, for processing the events of the day and for um, really properly relaxing, sleeping more soundly. Yeah, and, and, the, and the other side of that, I think, is that every morning I try and get up and go outside and look at the sun rising if I'm up that early. Yeah, to see the sky and to breathe the fresh air of the morning and to formally greet the day with a feeling of gratitude and, yeah, just saying good morning to the universe. So sometimes I do it with my children too, actually, and we all say good morning, universe, together, and it's just a nice way to open that space for what you want the day to be about. Yeah, and that's beautiful and it's something that you can fit into every day no matter how busy it is, no matter Definitely. how, you know, much time you need for the kids, like you have time to breathe before you go to sleep yeah. and wake up and go outside. Yeah, like yeah. 60 seconds in the morning sometimes um, and yes. five minutes or ten minutes a night. It's Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful because not everyone has time to do an hour of yoga and then journaling for 20 minutes and then... <laughs> no, I mean, I wish we, I wish I did every day. And my preferred mode of operation would be to do that much of those things every day. And I think it's possible most times to organise your life to be able to do, you know, something like that every day if it's, that, if it's important enough to you. But, yeah, there are times in life, I, I guess, like when you have very small children <laughs> that yes. it's tricky and it's okay. It's not going to be forever. No, yeah, beautiful. Okay, number eight, what has been your biggest life lesson and the piece of advice you'd give your younger Ooh. self? Yeah, okay, so my biggest life lesson I think is that I think for me there's been this major theme, especially when I look back now, of literally the love of life itself, you know, like the way that life comes to meet you, that that love becomes clear not always at the time that you're moving through life, but sometimes it's in hindsight. And to be able to let go and to enjoy the flow of your life requires a great deal of trust in the fact that the world is good and the universe is good and that you you are of value and that value cannot be impacted by anything that is physical or, um, you know, by by any external aspects of who you are that, yeah, that, that your value and your goodness is always with you, even if it's unclear or it feels far from you. So I think that that's been my biggest lesson and to, yeah, and to trust that life is loving you even when you feel like it's totally not <laughs> because sometimes you're going somewhere or you need to see something or experience something that, um you don't fully understand yet or that's the way it's been for me I suppose yeah beautiful yes and the piece of advice I think it's I mean really to try and just put it in a nutshell is just to love fiercely and fearlessly to to open your heart and not be afraid hearts can heal you know like I think a lot of us are frightened of being hurt and are are frightened of being rejected which is completely understandable. I am included quite often. Um, yeah, but that's what I would tell my younger self. Just, just open the doors because, yeah, mm. your heart is a very, very strong and repairable thing. Yes, 
Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> oh, number nine, whose work and yes. teachings have had the biggest mm -hmm. impact on your life? Okay, so I'm going to have to go again with Eckhart Tolle. Um, Vasant Lad, Dr. Vasant Lad, who is a, an Ayurvedic doctor. He's based now in Albuquerque in um, the US. Uh, and he was one of the first uh, Indian doctors to bring Ayurveda um, to the West in an educational sense. He has a huge school now and lots of amazing online programs and information. And his books on Ayurveda are really profound. He yeah, he he's just writes he writes about Ayurveda as a science in a way that I haven't uh, seen many other people write. His knowledge is so intricate and so yeah, it's magnificent really. Yeah, and I think my own journaling actually <laughs> I can say it. Yeah. I feel like um especially when I read back on things I write I have written, the process of writing I find it incredibly therapeutic and clarifying and um, helpful but also reading back on that stuff that I did write I've had so many um, moments where I feel like the jigsaw of my experience fits together and I go oh I understand what I was trying to get at there or why I felt that way or yeah what was actually happening there I love that you were the biggest <laughs> teacher of your life yes, yes. <laughs> makes so much sense <laughs> yeah yes know thyself right yes Yes, mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm. Thank you. All right, You're last welcome. one. What is the best healing tool or process mm. that you've experienced? I think um, in terms of Ayurveda, Shiradhara, which is another therapeutic treatment where a warm medicated oil is poured between your brow point and it runs back in, sort of over your, over your third eye point and into your hair and it's poured on your forehead for quite some time, maybe 45 minutes to an hour and it's warm oil it seems again very simple and you sort of think oh what is this doing but um it has a really profound effect on your mental space and your emotional stability um it's like a like a, a rearrangement for all of your um less physical aspects of being to be recalibrated so it's great for depression anxiety um if you're feeling really hyper emotional but it's also good for migraines and things and I just there's something about Shirodhara that I find magical and really actually kind of sensual in a way it's it's the warm oil and the smell of the herbs that the oil is infused with and the pot the copper pot that is used is so there's like an ancient beauty to it and the fact that it's been around for such a long time thousands of years I think Shiradhara is really, really special. Mm, that sounds heavenly, yeah. having the warm oil like, oh, I wish you oh, could it lead. Is beautiful. I wish you could lead us through that right now. Oh, I <laughs> wish I could too. I know. <gasps> I'm going to have yes. to try that one next time I'm down. <laughs> yes, come to my clinic. I promise yes. I'll give, <laughs> give you yes. a good experience. Next time I'm in Melbourne, for sure, I'm going to try that one. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of little... Um, process what are you going to lead us through today so I'm going to talk you through a really simple recipe an Ayurvedic recipe for a morning elixir drink and I think a lot of us have probably especially for wellness interested centered in, in that sense I think we've probably all heard of having warm water with lemon juice first thing in the morning which has become a pretty well-known detoxification method um 
and something that I did for many years, even before I started learning more about Ayurveda. But this detox elixir drink is kind of like a fancy Ayurvedic version of that, <laughs> I suppose. It has a couple of extra ingredients and they all have a specific purpose. So I'm going to show you how to prepare that. Um, and you can have it in the morning when you wake up every day. And it's quite delicious and really, really simple to make. I just love it because it's an example of how um, Ayurveda has really lofty goals, kind of like yoga, you know, of self, self of union of of your being and, um, you know, alignment with nature. And I mean, I suppose ultimately kind of supporting self-realization, but the way that Ayurveda goes about it is so, it's so practical and it gives you the tools to apply every day. You can start doing these things and you don't even notice a bit like yoga, you know, you start doing the asanas and you think, okay, I'm not doing anything but stretching. But if you stick with it and you get to know more about yoga and then you start doing pranayama and, pratyahara and your concentration and withdrawal of your senses you end up in this place that's like complete perspective shift and Ayurveda for me has been similar that I started applying these little changes to my diet and my lifestyle and then it was like I don't know just the doors of my understanding the window of my understanding grew and grew and grew and I could see so much more of the beauty that it held so that's why I love this drink because it's like really 101 but also really really um, effective wonderful all right let's go okay so to prepare your morning elixir drink um, you only need a handful of ingredients and they're all really easily um, accessible from like a supermarket Um, so you need a lemon some fresh ginger and some honey preferably raw honey Um, just make like a teaspoon Um, and just some water, some cool water and some boiling water. So when I get up in the morning, I get up and I scrape my tongue. Delightful. But once you start, it's actually kind of life-changing. And then I make this drink every day. Um, And it's it's so beautiful and so easy. And that's why I love it. So you just want to slice your lemon in half and remove any pips if you don't have a juicer. I'm just going to literally squeeze this is what I do. I don't even measure it. I just kind of in, try and guess about a teaspoon of lemon juice into the glass. Ooh, giving me a little shower. So a teaspoon of lemon juice. You don't want any more than a teaspoon um, because if you're having it every day, it can kind of make your teeth sensitive. <laughs> so just a teaspoon. You don't need to go overboard with the lemon. Um, and then take your fresh ginger. And I like to just slice off the skin around the outside. Um, And then grate grate your ginger about a teaspoon again of fresh ginger. It smells so beautiful. I really do feel like Nigella Lawson right now. (laughs) So about a teaspoon of fresh ginger. And that goes into your glass. That's a good idea because I normally slice it and put it in and you can't mm. taste it as much. So the grating, yeah, okay. it releases more of the ginger juice. Um, I mean, the sliced ginger is very pretty. You could always float a slice on top at the end if you really want to. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the grating does um, help you to get a little bit more of the juice from the ginger. And then a teaspoon or maybe even just half a teaspoon, particularly um, if you're diabetic, then... Uh, you can use very, very minimal amount of honey um, or even leave it out. But for most people, half a teaspoon of honey 
Um, and so you put all of that into the cup and then rather than add the hot water first, add cool water. And the reason is that in Ayurveda, it's a big no-no to add boiling water to honey or to heat honey, to use honey in baking or um, yeah, to add it to really, really hot drinks. Uh, and the reason is because when you heat honey, um, its formation changes and it, it crystallizes in your gut and adheres to the to the um, mucous membranes in your gut and kind of blocks it blocks absorption of nutrients. So Ayurveda oh. says, yeah, don't heat your honey. Um, so first kind of dissolve the honey just in cool water and then add some boiling or like 80 degrees water to the top of the cup so that it's nice and warm. Give it another stir. And it's ready, pretty much ready to drink. Um, and I drink this, so first thing after tongue scraping, um, but after you drink it, wait, if you can, if you have the time, wait at least 15 to 20 minutes before having breakfast just so that so that the elixir can detoxify your system and help your bowel motion to be triggered. Um, in Ayurveda, there are three main pillars, I suppose. There's... Um, there's your agni, your digestive fire. Um, there is uh, the balance of your doshas, which is the balance of the elements in your system. And there's ama, which is the degree of toxins and imbalance or toxins really that you have in your body. And so this drink aims to remove toxins from your system. And it does that. But so the three ingredients all have a purpose the lemon draws the toxins from your intestine and your lymph, I suppose, and helps your body to get rid of that. So basically you weird out or, you know, you have a bowel motion. Um, the ginger it has kind of like a scraping. It's pungent in flavour and taste has a lot of um, weight and importance in Ayurveda too. So the pungent quality of the ginger helps to scrape that armor, the tox toxins from your digestive system, your digestive tract. Uh, and the honey acts as like a binding agent. So it helps the stool to bind. <laughs> this has really been quite a lot of discussion about poo, hasn't it? But, <laughs> it didn't really, but I mean, it's, we all laugh, but it's, um, yeah, it's a really powerful thing to give your body every day, particularly upon rising because your cells have been fasting, literally fasting overnight. They haven't, they haven't had any nourishment. They haven't received anything for at least probably six hours, you know, even if you don't sleep very long. Um, so they're in the morning, they're really ready. They, they've done their best to cleanse themselves overnight um, and they're ready to receive. They're, they're really open, hungry, ready to receive nourishment. And if you start your day with something like this that's so pure, um, that assists your digestive fire, that also helps your body to continue to get rid of any toxins that have accumulated, you are starting the day with such an amazing act of intention, of health. Um, and on a daily basis, it's those small actions that can literally change your life and change who you are. So that's why I love this drink. And it's it's quite delicious. Um, I will take a sip in a second, but I just wanted to add, I just wanted to add, it's totally great just like this. But if you're one of those people who likes variety and um, just also enjoys jazzing stuff up in the kitchen, you can add stuff to it according to how you feel and to the season. So you could add like a pinch of turmeric 
if you wanted to, um, particularly if, you know, you had a cold or you were feeling like your immunity was a bit low, um, you can add, if you have any kind of like heat um, accumulations in your body, so if you're getting things like uh, pitta-dominated headaches or um, if you're really angry a lot of the time or if it's summer and it's really hot, your environment's really, really hot and you feel like you have excessive heat or if you have, you know, like acne or any of those things that literally are, you can feel that, that there's excess heat in your body some a pinch of fennel seeds or ground fennel you could add to the drink or you could add saffron a couple of um, strings of saffron and saffron's a really wonderful rejuvenative so if you're feeling like you need some extra nourishment and energy saffron's good and the last one that I'll mention is um, this is a little bit maybe more unknown for most people is yasti madhu which is uh, licorice root basically you can get it online um, from lots of Ayurvedic suppliers and possibly some health food shops. And it tastes quite yummy. It's sort of sweet. It's a powder and you could just add half a teaspoon to your cup. It's really good for colds. Um, we're not really in cold and flu season at the moment, but we are in a pandemic. So, you know, it's, it's also considered to be a rejuvenative. So it's um, really good for kids um, if they've got runny noses, if they'll drink it. But it's kind of nice. It's quite sweet. Um, yeah. So you can, you can sort of decorate your drink with all of these lovely um, spices and herbs. Oh or you and can just so, enjoy it like this. It's, you're so knowledgeable and so passionate about all this. I can see it's so beautiful. I do love it. I really do love it. Um, yeah, Yay. because it is accessible. It's so doable and it puts your health back in your hands. We all have the, the power to know what our bodies need but we've been taught that we should rely on other people that and of course there are situations where you need to rely on doctors and things and thank goodness we have such incredible modern medicine to fall back on when things go really really wrong but on a daily basis we there is wisdom there and our bodies have such amazing instinct if we can be still enough and can start to listen to be able to heal yourself through these little daily actions. It's those, those things that we do every day. This is what Ayurveda says anyway, that, mm. that create your reality. And I've been really enjoying on your Instagram, you like you show what you do every day. The, I try. <laughs> yeah, and all of the cooking and the beautiful things you do. So your Instagram and all of your contact details are going to be below for everybody. Oh, thank you. And also if you were in Melbourne or like I yeah. actually flew to Melbourne to have a treatment from you so <laughs> so um yes make sure you enter the competition to win a yes, beautiful, beautiful either um treatment in person or if you're not in Melbourne a consultation so to discover your Dosha, yeah, your, is that your prakriti which is yeah. um pretty much the doshas that govern your physiological makeup or your psychophysiological makeup so your you know your thoughts your personality your body um your physical attributes yes it's a it's it's a two hour or an hour and a half long process usually where we talk about pretty much every aspect of who you are um but of course in a, in a really safe private space um and in an Ayurvedic in an Ayurvedic sense, it's really important to know about every aspect of a person's lifestyle and their diet and their history, even a little bit about your parents and your childhood, 
to be able to understand who you who you truly are or were at birth and any any imbalance that you might be experiencing now yes and what yeah. I loved is then after that then you sent me some tips and things for my particular body type and like yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. really helpful yeah, so you receive a PDF. Um, I try and make it beautiful, kind of pretty. Um, you receive a PDF uh, that has uh, diet suggestions and guidelines and lifestyle um, suggestions for you to try to help you to remain balanced. And it's different for every person. That's what's so unique about Ayurveda that they don't. There's not um, a, one prescription for every person. So if you if you're getting I don't know, like an upset stomach, it doesn't mean that you should treat it in exactly the same way that I should because your makeup, your doshic makeup will be different to me and your environmental influences will be different to me. Yeah, so it's quite special in that sense. Yeah. How exciting. How um, lucky is going to be one of it the It is listeners. good. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for today, sharing your yes. wisdom and your beautiful energy. <laughs> <laughs> and yours too. It was so nice to connect with you. Yay. And thank you to everyone as well for listening to my crazy and weird <laughs> responses to some of those questions. For <laughs> oh. hearing all about your bowel movements. Thank yeah, you. I know. I'm sure it's what <laughs> everyone was hoping for. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Wings Up Angels podcast. Did you enter our Instagram competition this week? Go to at Wings Up Angels for a chance to win an amazing prize. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Remember, we all rise together. So, Wings Up Angels, it's time to fly.